A father's advice to his working daughter. Don't balance, blend. The topic of work-life balance is something that's been around for years, and every time it's brought up, it doesn't seem like this practice has gotten any closer to being achievable, does it? With Father's Day approaching, we asked Jean Glaser and Amber Manius, a father-daughter duo, to share how they both came to the realization that trying to find balance is a lofty goal we should replace with a new practice of finding ways to blend. Tell our readers a little bit about yourselves. Jean, as the founder of Reconsider Christ, I spend my time creating content to engage people in a conversation about Christ. Prior to this, I spent 25 years as a software sales executive working with the telco, PNC insurance, high tech, and media industries. Before and during my sales career, I served for 26 years as a senior pastor at several churches. Both careers challenged my efforts to lead a balanced life. A pastor's role can easily turn into a 24-7 obsession, as people will take all you have to give. In sales, your work demands extensive travel, and when you're traveling, you're working long hours on last-minute prep and then racing to the next city and meeting. To survive both careers, I threw away the idea of balance and found blending, and I want you to discover the same. In the midst of all of this, Kay and I have been married 42 years and are blessed by our daughter Amber, our son Jordan, their spouses, and our five grandchildren. Amber. After graduating college with a business degree, I found myself navigating unknown territory in the real world. Luckily, I landed in an industry-leading healthcare organization with strong leadership and benefited exponentially from all I learned there. During that time, I established two new departments and discovered my love for developing others and their gift of leadership. I was fortunate to have the opportunity to co-author a professional development program and coach our leaders internally through mentoring relationships, a weekly podcast, and regular group training sessions. Along the way, I've also launched a retail business and been involved in ministry. These experiences led to my desire to write for and coach people who are looking to integrate their lives and achieve the meaning they have longed for. My hope is that Christians in the workplace understand their value and purpose to bring flourishing to their organization and everyone they encounter. I also have the privilege of raising three little ones with my husband, Brandon, in the great state of Texas. Where did your discussion around blend versus balance originate? Amber, as soon as my first baby was born, I knew I wanted to go back to work full time after having my son, but when the time came, I panicked. I honestly felt like I was no longer able to give 100% to either work or family while I was trying my best to juggle the two during those early stages of motherhood. I became incredibly frustrated. I was irritated when I needed to leave early or stay late at work. I was annoyed when people wanted to chat and I couldn't be as productive as I wanted in order to get home at reasonable times. I was constantly stressed out about missing out with my child and compared myself ruthlessly to other moms. Something finally clicked when I had the privilege of moderating a panel on professional growth for my company's leadership development program. Four executives sat in front of me that day and discussed their favorite leadership resources, personal experiences of navigating challenges in their careers, and the idea of work-life balance. Three of the four participants said they didn't have it pegged yet. Then our CEO, who is a woman and mom of three, spoke up and gave language to what I had long suspected. She began with, work-life balance is a farce. She went on to describe the image of those four-pronged teeter-totters on the playgrounds that kids bounce around on. 
They are impossible to balance and would be totally boring and pointless if they actually ever did. What if those toys are exactly like our life? Even if we achieved a perfect balance between all the things we juggle, wouldn't we just be mediocre at everything? Maybe even irrelevant or bored? At this point, I was sold. She was exactly right. I realized from that conversation that when you're passionate about a mission and know why you do what you do, then it's not either or. Instead, you find ways to invite your family into your work and begin integrating or blending your life instead of compartmentalizing. This approach freed me from the frustration I had been haunted by. Jean. I decided in my 40s that trying to achieve balance was a farce, as I was working global sales and high tech, trying to parent a high schooler, middle schooler, lead a Bible study group, and carve out some time to spend with my wonderful wife. My life was constantly out of balance. I would have to spend three weeks in Europe and then come home and re-enter our family life without disrupting all that was negotiated while I was away. I would feel burdened to get caught up on household chores, working late into the night, returning emails, and running global conference calls while scurrying to volleyball, soccer, and basketball tournaments. I was a walking zombie fueled by the anxiety of not accomplishing everything and feeling guilty that I couldn't balance my life. That's when I realized balance is a lie. It's not achievable. Late one night on a plane, I made myself write down the only thing important to me. My conclusion? Love God and love others. I know it sounds cliche, but this thought released me from balance hell. I now had one focus and one goal. Suddenly, when I was with Kay, it was to focus on honoring her. Time with the kids meant talking about what was happening at the moment and translating the moment into a deeper understanding about Christ. When taking the channel back and forth between London and Paris for weeks at a time, my work reflected my commitment to loving God and loving others. So I began to think of blending. No matter my point in time, I was achieving the most important goal of all. I could rest in the fact that when I was away from my family for three weeks, the time I had invested in them would carry us through, and the future time together would enrich our relationships further. In essence, I gave my anxiety and desire to do everything right at the same time over to God, and started learning to trust that where I found myself and what I did each day was just right. My efforts were just as right as I strove to love God and love others. All my effort blended together over time to build the relationships and success I desired. The idea of balance is something we all would love in every area of our lives, not just at work. Do you believe the practice of blending over balancing applies to the personal and spiritual sides of our lives as well? What does that possibly look like? Amber, most definitely. As a Christian, I find it necessary for my relationship with Jesus to impact every area of my life. Obviously, I fail at that a lot, but my identity as a beloved child of God, mission, work ethic, and love for others must blend into each decision and interaction I have, no matter the context. When I have tried to compartmentalize my life, I have felt much more complicated. Experience has taught me that the most authentic and often most effective people are the ones who see their primary mission to build the kingdom of God and surrender whatever that might look like to him. Their lives are integrated and purposeful. It's like they're killing two birds or more with one stone, for lack of a better metaphor, by letting their faith, work, family, and hobbies all collide. I think this looks like having a standard set of guiding principles or values that propel you in every endeavor. Jean, we only have one life, not two or three. 
I do not have a work life, a personal life, and a spiritual life. I just have a child of God life. I don't try to balance my spiritual and work lives because they're one and the same. If I'm balancing anything, it is to reduce the amount of time I do not act like I love God and others into more time where my actions say I love God and others. That is the mindset for blending. When I am at work, I am fully engaged, confident that the effort shows love for God and others. I have learned to allow God to guide my family and not obsess over them while I'm at work. When I am with my family, I am fully engaged, confident that my actions show that the most important goal in my life is to love God and then love them. Meanwhile, I don't obsess about work or undone events as God is in control. When I am with God and Christ in quiet moments, I am fully engaged to draw upon the power and love of our relationship, to gain wisdom as I listen to the words I read in the Bible, to speak plainly about the anxieties on my heart and my fears of the future, to fill my obsessions with the grace of God. I am blended as everything, everywhere, every day focuses on loving God and loving others. Father's Day is this Sunday, so Amber, we'd love to hear about a situation where you remember your dad exemplifying blend over balance well. Amber, for a little over a decade, my dad has held a full-time executive role in sales and planted a church in the community where my parents live. There is absolutely no way that season of life could have felt balanced. He would study in hotel rooms and write sermons on planes, visit us and his grandbabies, enjoy family trips, host groups in his homes, etc. I am sure it was not perfect, but I know the reason he was successful at blending as much as he did during that season was that he had a singular goal, to love God and love others. I know that building God's kingdom is his priority, and he tried to do that every minute no matter what was before him. Sometimes I think he just gets a kick out of breaking the rules and people's expectations, but the synergy in his life during those years energized him to accomplish it all. I am incredibly thankful I had a front row seat as it provided me with a new framework for reimagining what life can look like when you fully lean into the gifts God has given you to impact the world for good. Jean, the best gift of Father's Day is the loving daughter and son with which God has blessed me. Oh, and the five grandkids. Do either of you have any personal stories of having to choose blending over balancing in your personal or spiritual life? Amber, looking back on my life, I observed both my parents make huge pivots in their work to accommodate different seasons our family went through. One of those is particularly memorable. When I was in elementary school, my dad resigned from being a full-time pastor and started from scratch in business. So out of necessity, my mom went from being a stay-at-home mom to going back to work, even traveling during the week to make up for the difference. I did not think too much of those transitions at the time, but as an adult, they have given me permission to think creatively about how to best handle all the facets of who I want to be and the changes life throws at us. Most recently, the pandemic threw a big hitch in my plans. Like everyone else, I found myself with significantly less work and more family time totally unbalanced. (laughs) Having the whole family at home has meant that some of my personal business goals will take longer to meet, but I set out early to be intentional about making the most of this unprecedented time. My hope is that when the tide shifts, I am ready to run with even more purpose, joy, and clarity than I would have had without this time. As I draw all the things that matter most to me in more closely, 
I have found that a well-blended life is often more like a swivel than a teeter-totter, like I mentioned earlier. There are times when we lean more heavily in one direction for a while, but as we continue to stay connected around the core of who we are or our guiding values, our direction and priorities in life are consistent, even while our focus shifts. Gene, I choose blending over balancing due to my many failures at balancing. For example, I was thrown out of the gym at one of Amber's basketball games, and to stay balanced, I was thrown out of the gym at one, maybe two, of Jordan's basketball games. I have responded harshly to Kay simply because I was tense about work, and so to stay balanced, I talked harshly with employees because I was tense on how I treated Kay. I can go on and on about my many failures at loving God and loving others. Most of them boil down to focusing on my list to achieve the success I wanted for me, which drove me to ungodly behavior that manifested itself at work and with friends and family. I can't do everything well, and yet through the grace and power of Christ, I can love God and others well. What encouragement would you give to a woman in the workforce who is trying to keep all her plates spinning? Amber, I would tell her it's okay to let them drop and embrace a life that's out of balance. Even after hearing and believing that balance was fleeting, as a longtime achiever and people pleaser, I had never taken the time to fully consider what needed to change in my own life to sustain me over the long haul. Right before the pandemic, I realized my relationships and health were suffering due to the pace I was keeping. Something had to give, so I made the incredibly tough decision to resign a job that I loved. Taking a pause from work felt vulnerable, humbling, and honestly scary, but I knew it was necessary. The process of resetting and rebuilding a more integrated life has been the hardest and most rewarding thing I've ever done, but I don't recommend that path for everyone, and you don't have to get to that point. The good news is that you have the opportunity right now to reimagine how you might integrate your multifaceted life around your highest values to ensure your long-term fulfillment and success. Find a trusted friend or mentor to brainstorm with and prayerfully consider what that might look like. I'm cheering for you. Jean, I have seven steps. Step one, schedule a day off from everything. Step two, go to a beautiful place of nature and get comfortable. Step three, envision every plate you are spending in your life. Step four, as graphically as possible in your mind, let every one of them drop to the floor and shatter. Watch the family plate shatter, the marriage plate shatter, the work plate shatter, the health plate shatter, along with all the others. Step five, pray for the courage to form only one plate engraved with love God and love others, and ask God to give you the grace and power to keep that one plate spinning. Step six, envision a day in your life where you walk through all of the competing priorities, not with anxiety, but with peace, for at every moment you are spinning the one plate which blends your life. Step seven, go home and live your blended life.